0: Welcome to the Spiritual Twins podcast, hosted by Cat and Ariana. Please enjoy the journey.
1: Welcome. We're back with Human Design Part Two with Cat. Cat's going to dive in deeper into the four archetypes of Human Design. Hey guys. Yeah. So again, this is a very complex system. So I'm. Uh
0: really just going to touch on a few aspects, Um, but I will say each type, again, I was explaining that we all have energetic centers, there's nine, there's mind, the mind center, the asana center, there's the throat center, there's the g center, there's the heart center, there's the sacral center, there's the splenic center, there's the solar center, solar plexus center, and then there's the root center. Those are the nine energetic types we all carry and it all looks differently, and What I'm gonna, if you wanted a personalized reading, that's where I'd really touch in on these centers. Um, And each type has a, of course there's a type, each type has an authority, a strategy, a self, a not self, and a profile. And our profile is kind of how we show up in the world. It's how we learn, it's how we teach. With this deep dive right now, I'm just gonna talk about the type, what that looks like, the aura. I'm gonna talk about the self, the not self, and the strategy. And again, if you wanted a more deeper dive about your profile, about your centers, uh, about how that looks specifically for you, I do personalized readings. But I think the juiciest part is really understanding your type, your self, your not self, and your strategy. This is the juicy aspect. So once you have an understanding of these, that's when you start getting into the playground. You can dive more and more and more. And the self and the not self, these are just signposts. So the self is this feeling that you feel when you're really in alignment, when you're really embodying yourself. And the not self is when you're not in alignment. And that's not to be confused. There's nothing wrong with experiencing the not self. In fact, the not self, it's a great messenger. So if you're feeling this not self, it's not a sense of judgment. Oh, no, or something wrong with me. It's more, okay, I'm aware that I'm in my not self. So how can I get back into myself? Mm-hmm. So this is really important to not judge yourself for being in your non-self. Yeah. Um, and so I'll tap into those. And then there's the strategy. Each type has a specific strategy except reflectors, which I'll touch more on that. And the strategy is just how you show up in this world. Mm-hmm. How you let this energy come to you or how you channel the energy. This is the strategy. So I'll dive in first and separate the types between... Energetic types and non energetic types. And this is the one center I'll talk about the energetic center, which is your sacral center. So, if your sacral center is defined, meaning you have ownership of this energy, this means that you are a generator. If you have a sacral center defined, you are a generator. All the other types do not have a sacral center defined, so they are not a generator. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about generators, I'll explain what that means, and that can also kind of highlight for the other types what that means for them as well. So I'll dive in, and I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and start talking about generators. So again, I'll talk about what that means, their aura, their not-self, their self, and their authority. So generators are 70% of the world. That's generator or manifesting generator. 70% of the world... They have the sacred life force energy, which is that defined sacral. They have access to this energy. They have access to what makes this world go around. Mm -hmm. We 100% need generators. We need every type. But generators, this is why (coughs) things get done. (coughs) Excuse me. And it is so, so important for generators to really listen to their bodies. So that sacral authority that is connection to their body. So generators, they have this instinctual drive that they are lit up by things in their life. So for a generator, it's so, so important to not just find something to do, which is the old conditioning, which is very capitalist ideology. Find a job, work eight hours a day, hustle, grind, hustle, grind. That's very old conditioning. Because that doesn't work for a generator. If they just find some basic job but they don't love it, Mm -hmm. the energy isn't going to be as impactful. The energy isn't going to be as enveloping. It's not going to to raise the collective and lift them up exactly. And with that, it's not going to lift the collective as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for them to find what they love. Mm -hmm. So for a, a generator, their strategy, which the strategy is how we learn how to channel energy and listen to energy, their strategy is to respond now what does respond mean it's like a game of chess something makes a move then the generator responds with another move now what is the first thing making the move It's anything in their environment so it could be a generator is listening to a podcast and they hear someone said that they love tennis in the podcast and they might be like hmm tennis that's interesting That's a response. It could just be their friend said something. It could be in a conversation. It can be just something outside in their environment. They're walking down the street. They see a billboard. They walk into a store. Anything and everything can be a trigger for them to respond to. Now what's important is they respond and not make the first move. And because when they're making the first move, there's some confusion there. And so it's just constantly responding. So how do they check in with these responses? It's that sacral that sacral response. So with generators, they often say it's, they feel it in their body. It's either this fuck yes, fuck no, or "Uh uh-huh or "Uh uh-uh. It's like listening to it. So someone says, oh, like you want to go on a hike? They might be like, fuck yes, you know, or they might not, or they might feel no, but it's really tuning into their body. Mm -hmm. So what's the struggle here is we are in a very young, masculine centered society where we get in the mind a lot. Everything's very mental, So what a lot of generators struggle with is not listening to their body and listening to their mind. So their their body might be saying no, but their mind saying, but this makes sense logistically and this makes sense in my mind. And so the more and more they listen to their mind and the less they listen to their body, the more out of alignment they're going to feel. So for a generator, they know for the self theme, they know they're in alignment when they feel satisfaction. And what satisfaction feels like, it's often having if you've had a a really nice meal not like you've had too much and not like you're like you're so full or you haven't had enough it's just this satisfaction or the noise that's like (sighs) that is satisfaction so when a generator feels really in alignment when they're listening to those gut responses in their body they feel the sense of satisfaction like everything's right everything is going well that satisfaction And when they're in their not-self, again, nothing wrong with the not-self, it's just a messenger, it's frustration. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of generators run into this frustration, one, when they're doing things without listening to their body. So when they're doing things like, they're not listening to this internal instinct in their body and they're just doing what their mind tells them, so they're gonna start feeling frustrated. Or they're just doing things to do things and not responding, Mm -hmm. you know? That's when they start feeling a sense of frustration, They, they run into resistance. And they're like, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated. So when they start having awareness of this frustration, it's how can I get out of my mind? And how can I get back in my body and really listen to where my body's telling me to go? And sometimes these uh, instincts don't make sense. And that's what confuses generators as well, because they want it to logically make sense. Because mm-hmm. this is what the world tells us, to have things make sense. Generators are meant to follow their body and not what's logical. Mm-hmm. Follow the mystery of where their body's taking them. And that leaves to the satisfaction, which is scary because it's listening to the unknown. Mm-hmm. But it's one step at a time. It's I make this move in chess, you make the next move. Or it's like a dance, just response, response, response. Mm-hmm. And generators, their aura is really enveloping. They're really connective. They're really good at bringing in the people. And again, that's that sacral energy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the more excited and the more they love what they're doing the more that raises their energy and in turn raises other people's energy. So non-energetic types will take on that sacral energy and they can amplify it. So they feel it even more than the generator itself. Mm-hmm. For short, it's not a sustainable. A generator has sustainable energy. Non-energetic types can feel that energy but they feel it in burst mm-hmm. and they amplify it. So yeah, they have this enveloping energy. They're very connective. They bring the excitement, you know. They bring the they bring the impactful excitement. So like, it could be an introverted generator. I've spoken with some generators. are like, I'm introverted. I don't feel like, you know, I'm a social. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're saying anything. Mm-hmm. It matters what you're feeling in that sacral. So as long as you're in a line with what you're doing and you're loving what you're doing, people are gonna feel that. Mm-hmm. So they're just such great connectors.
1: Do okay. have any questions? Well, that's awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah. that was great detail. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, wow, so it's it's amazing because like like you said, like other people aren't able to feel that unless they're around another generator. Uh-huh. And then it's kind of like, ooh, it's it's almost like you get a spark or you mm-hmm. get an aha moment. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel sometimes when I'm around a generator mm-hmm. and we're, we're having a conversation or mm-hmm. we're working on something together, I often get, like, sparks of inspiration mm-hmm. just being around them. Yeah. That's why community is huge, you know? We need each other. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so let's go into the second archetype.
0: Yeah, I'll talk, start talking about the non-energy types now. Mm-hmm. So manifestors, I mentioned manifestors are this, like, they're the creative inspiration. They have these ideas. They have downloads, and they're meant to throw them out into the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is a manifestor. And so with the manifestors, they're a really unique type because their authority, I mean their, their strategy, is to inform. Mm-hmm. So manifestors are the only type that doesn't really need to wait for a response or an invitation or wait for anyone to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Manifestors are just meant to do what they want to do in the moment, not really worry about other people. Um, which again, in the society is hard because we're kind of conditioned to be people pleasers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of manifestors have been uh, conditioned to please people. So, um, but uh, manifestors they're meant to be super unapologetic about what they're bringing into the world. But that can be frustrating to people. It can be frustrating to generators. That's their not self. So what I mean by their strategy to inform is inform is just telling people what they're doing. It's not asking for permission. They're just informing. They're Mm -hmm. telling. And what this helps with everyone else is this so other people know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because if a manifester just doesn't tell anyone what they're doing, this often annoys people because you're like you're just doing this thing and you haven't told me what you're doing and they're confused it's like people just want information Mm -hmm. just to be informed people just want to know what you're doing Mm -hmm. you know so just for them to be like hey i have this idea and i'm gonna do this hey i'm i i felt this thing and i'm gonna do it that's all i have to say Mm -hmm. because or manifestors do not like being told what to do often you see kid manifestors because that's kids are told what to do a lot kid manifestors really, really struggle with this. And so then you see them in their self and their not-self. So for self theme for a manifester, is peace. Mm-hmm. You know, they just feel so at ease, and it's just, you know, everything's peaceful. And then their not-self is anger, and they get really, really angry. And that can look like people telling them what to do. So bringing back to kid manifestors when their parents are telling them what to do and they don't want to do it, they, like, Throw so temper tantrums, they have such amount of rage, you mm-hmm. know. You often see manifestors, someone tells them what to do, they're going to do the opposite just mm-hmm. because they don't like being told what to do. So what helps prevent this anger this is to com- continue to inform. Mm-hmm. And it's so important, again, for a manifestor to show up unapologetically. It's also important for a manifestor to follow their ebbs and flows of inspiration mm-hmm. and energy. So they're a non-energy type. So they don't have sustainable access to to that sacral energy unless they're around generators when it's just borrowing it. Mm -hmm. So it's important for manifestors to rest. What manifestors often like to do is they they have these creative inspirations and they want to follow through with these creative inspirations. Which, Mm -hmm. yes, they can definitely have impact in this. But having support and help like generators can take up this idea and really follow through with it. I see a lot of manifestors having some frustration, though, around this because they think that sometimes people are stealing their ideas and not giving them credit. Interesting. So this is important for them to have these boundaries, being like, this is my idea, I'm giving you the idea, and I also want to be seen in this idea as well. Mm-hmm. Don't just take it, you know, and that can bring a sense of anger as well. Mm-hmm. But honoring rest, because in this society, again, it's all about hustle and grind. So mm-hmm. manifestors often try to hustle and grind, hustle and grind. The more they hustle and grind, and just are not following their ebbs and flows, the more they also get angry. Mm -hmm. So it's just honoring that rest. And they have better ideas and better inspiration the more they rest. Mm -hmm. And uh, a manifestor's aura, they're very repelling, actually. Mm -hmm. And they're repelling because they're meant to bring ideas into the world without other people telling them what to do. So it's important for them to have this wall around them, being like, "I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do." They're a force. They're meant to have a lot of impact, and they're meant to understand this impact. They're they're huge in this world. Their ideas are massive, and so they have this repelling aura. So no one stops them, kind of thing. But a manifester can open up that aura to you. You know, they can kind of invite you in, um, and you know, you see this in relationships. You see with this. Friendships, they still don't want to be told what to do. So, understanding if you're in a relationship or a friend with a manifestor, just more honor their ideas and honor their impact, um, and just really support their ebbs and flows. But there is this invitation when they've invited you into their auric field. It's like you're my person, mm-hmm. and what manifestors want is they they want people to kind of be like their biggest fans. Mm-hmm. You know, they want the support. You know, it's all like when you don't tell a manifester what to do, and you're like. Biggest member of their fan club, and you see these ideas and you remind them of these ideas, that kind of makes them really step into this uh this impact themselves. Mm -hmm. But what I find with a lot of manifestors, it is this kind of shrinking themselves and second guessing themselves and um people pleasing, because that's the old conditioning. Mm
1: -hmm. But it's
0: so important for a manifestor just be like super, super unapologetic.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. So it sounds like also we can learn a few things from manifestors, even if we're not in that category. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess resting is a big, uh, thing for, for anyone, right? Yes. Um, All types. Mm -hmm. All types. Um, and if we're not resting enough, then that is, um, that's probably one of the things that will lead us to the not self. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. That's a great example and just um, honoring um, the boundaries of a manifester and Mm -hmm. um, that can be very helpful, especially if you have a child and, you know, it can be difficult to raise children Mm -hmm. and if you're a mom and you're trying to bond with your child and you're trying to understand Mm -hmm. your children better, um, this, this... I actually find very helpful for moms and mm-hmm. for parents, um, for, um, for children that um, are having a hard time maybe opening up to their parents mm-hmm. and um, bonding. Um, maybe this insight could help uh, change the dynamic. Definitely. I think if we all just kind of had an understanding of other people's
0: starts, mm-hmm. it would help the world. Um, Going back to generators, I find generators sometimes can have frustration with other types because they think other types have as much energy as they have. So mm-hmm. they might see other types as lazy mm-hmm. and they're not working hard. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. It's just their energy works differently. It just works differently. So if generators can understand not everyone's like them as well, mm-hmm. and if other types can understand, we all just have different gifts. Mm-hmm. And can we honor that instead of expecting everyone to be the same as us?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. great.
0: Okay, so moving on to the third type, projectors, which I'm partial to because I'm a projector and no, no. Dariana is also a projector, yeah. so we love to project. <laughs> so it work so well together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Projectors are good teams. Uh, projectors are—they, projectors are—they're the guides. They're the teachers. Mm-hmm. They understand systems in a really powerful way. They have this big picture view, and they just pick up things really easily. And what they love. So it's like, I love these systems like human design, astrology, personality systems. That's kind of like my niche. Um, Now, if someone's telling me to do like engineering, I have no idea. You know? So it's like, it's not all systems. A lot of projectors have a niche, something that really, really lights them up. Mm -hmm. And this is where their power is in. So now projectors are really, really about the other, the Mm -hmm. other, um, because they really want to help the world. This is why they want to guide and teach. They want to help. They want to serve. Mm-hmm. And they have a really penetrating aura. Their aura is gets right to the G center in human design. That's like the heart and soul. So often when people spend times with generate or with projectors, they feel very seen and recognized and understood. And everyone wants to be seen and recognized and understood. And their aura is more Mm one-on-one. So a generator, their aura is with everyone in the room. That's the enveloping. Projectors are more one-on-one. And so you find if you might be around a projector, their energy might just go directed to one person. Mm -hmm. And they're great at coaching one-on-one. But their energy is... Because they want to serve and they want to help and guide, Their, their energy is more impactful when it's towards a group of people. And how that often works is within teaching a group so they don't have to be one-on-one with someone. Their energy is going out to the group or a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever. Um, So now projectors, their strategy and a lot of people find this projectors find this frustrating is to wait for the invitation. Mm. And so what that means is that it's important for another person to see a projector, see their wisdom and to come and to ask them for their wisdom and their insight so if a projector is just and I have a lot of experience in this because you know we see how things can be made better Mm -hmm. and projectors want to dive in and they want to be like I want to help I want to help but if they're going in to help without this invitation they're often rejected Mm -hmm. and then that's really hurtful for a projector and it leads you to a lot of confusion and the not-self-seeing bitterness, which I'll talk about. And why a lot of projectors struggle with this because it just feels like they're being passive. You're like, okay, I just have to wait. But that's not the case, so when a projector is waiting for the invitation, that doesn't mean they can't be themselves, that doesn't mean they can't hone their craft, that doesn't mean they can't do their research and study. What it means is they just do them. You do you. And you can put out your information, like whether that be on social media or a podcast or TV or even just if you're in a group of people and you're kind of sharing your insight you can share what's true to you where the wait for the invitation comes in is when you're sharing for the other mm-hmm. and this helps protect the projectors energy because if you are putting in all this work and you have all this knowledge and wisdom and information and you go up to a person that's not ready to receive receive it you're wasting valuable energy you're mm-hmm. wasting precious energy So this is meant to help the projector have as much energy for the right people to see them. So if you're constantly trying to tell other people what to do and then finally a person comes up, you might not have as much of an impact on them because you've wasted valuable energy trying to convince other people. Mm -hmm. So this is really to help the projector. And projectors are also meant to be seen. Projectors are, they have a, They're like on top of the world. Like when people see them, they really see them, right? And so the self theme for the projector is success. And what that looks like is not necessarily in the way we typically think of it as in earning a lot of money, it can be, Mm -hmm. but it's what success looks like for them. Mm -hmm. And so for some projectors, it might be generating a large income. It might be having lots of people following their platform. And it might just be feeling, for me, I know it's like when I'm having a conversation with someone and someone's like, wow, thank you, I feel so seen and understood. That's success for me. Mm -hmm. That's when I feel this, like, oh, yes, I had an impact. That is success. And projectors aren't meant to work hard. They're meant to show the world to do things in a different way. So projectors are meant to work efficiently and not hard. And that's the power of it, too. I love being a projector because I've been conditioned my whole life to hustle and grind. Mm -hmm. And this is why this human design was so healing for me as I was like I'm not as weird as I thought I was because I tried all these jobs and I was working and hustling and grinding and I just felt bitter all the time and annoyed but projectors are supposed to um yeah they're they're show the world a different way which you don't have to work the most you know Mm -hmm. you don't have to be super like egoic and work the most but you hone what you're good at and then you just find that's the success the people come to you so the more you see yourself the more you know who you are the more you know your gifts the more other people see you too your aura expands because people are like wow she knows her shit she knows what she's talking about she knows her wisdom you don't have to work hard people are just coming to you and it's just this really cool thing when they're in alignment because it's like i'm not doing anything you know and of course you're sharing your wisdom that's very impactful and that goes with seeing. They know exactly. They really see what the other person needs. Projectors are not great at seeing themselves, though. So it's great to hang out with other projectors because they can. <laughs> we can see each other kind of thing. Yeah. Now, the not self for the projector is bitterness, mm-hmm. which I explained. That goes up like you're trying to tell someone some information that you think would really help them and they don't receive it. Mm-hmm. You feel bitter because you're like, I know this can help you. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I don't want it. And it's like, ugh. Makes you feel better, you know? And then also projectors need a lot of rest. The more they rest, the more they can hone their skills as well and the more the wisdom just comes to them. So if they're not resting and they're hustling and they're grinding and they're doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. they're gonna feel bitter just because they're tired. Mm-hmm. They can feel like this deep exhaustion mm-hmm. and that's just like you're constantly trying to show up and you're not being seen. Mm-hmm. You're not being heard and you're not being valued which makes you feel bitter as well. So it's just rest is to help support you be the best version of yourself, your most
1: authentic self. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I. You know, when you first um, came to me and explained all of this, I always like my first reaction was projectors seem to have it the hardest. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. A lot um, like this. Yeah. <laughs> And and then I started kind of um, listening more to what you were saying, and I did a little research on my own, and I, I came to this conclusion that it's probably a good thing that we're so different, mm-hmm. um, because we need that that archetype that's mm-hmm. going to um, be able to reserve mm-hmm. and um, just look from afar. Mm-hmm. Um, and analyze and not just do and go and mm-hmm. you know act Yes. Um. We, we have action in the world and sometimes we need to back off mm-hmm. and just you know reflect right
0: action needs direction and I think we both that are times where we're trying to help and then we're not being received and so we back off and then the person eventually comes back and we're like I thought you'd
1: <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's just feeling. like,
0: it's a good feeling, yeah, it's that yeah. success feeling, because there's a lot of action, and we're here to guide
1: that action, but guide it when it, when they want it. It also makes you feel more appreciative when people are coming up to you and inviting you in. Um, makes you feel seen. Makes you feel seen, yeah, it's it's quite special, mm-hmm. so... So yeah, maybe maybe the projector is more like the turtle of the of the mm-hmm. of the herd, and um, it's still very special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're here for the other. We're here for the collective. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: it just looks different. It just looks different. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the. Final. The final type. type. This is the most mysterious type
0: of all, mm-hmm. I think. It's um, the most rare type, only one percent of the world. It's mm-hmm. reflector. Reflector. Reflectors have no defined centers. And so if you don't have a defined center, that what you're just taking in your environment and you're amplifying it. Mm-hmm. So the, what that means, reflectors are extremely sensitive to their environment. Mm-hmm. In fact, they have no strategy. As in I was saying manifestors aren't to inform generators. Um, are to respond projectors, are to wait for the invitation, uh, reflectors have no authority. In fact, their authority just means it's their environment, which is lunar authority. So they say before um, uh, reflectors make big decisions, wait a full lunar cycle, just wait some time. Obviously this isn't to like, we're gonna go eat dinner, but to make these big decisions, it's just important that for them to feel out their environment. Mm-hmm. And they're so, so sensitive. And because they're so sensitive and they are they have a completely open, uh, energetic field, their mirrors, mm-hmm. what they're mirrors. That's They're reflectors. Their mirrors are like the moon. They mm-hmm. literally reflect back to wherever they are. They reflect back to them. And so that's why it's so important for reflectors to find a community that feels right for them, mm-hmm. an environment that feels right for them, people that feel right for them. Because if it doesn't feel right, a reflector is going to feel really not great as well. And so reflectors are special because they are here to show us is this community that you're in, is this society that you're in, is it functioning in a a level that's great for the collective consciousness? Mm -hmm. And they're great one-on-one too because they can really help you see themselves. And so for a reflector, their self theme is to a surprise. Mm -hmm. And that's just them being in an environment and just being delighted and surprised by what they find in the environment. Mm -hmm. You know? And so their aura is actually very sampling. So what that means is they go, they're around the person, they sample their aura. Does this feel right? Does it not? And they figure that out or whatever society environment they're constantly sampling. Mm -hmm. And when they're sampling, they're feeling these different elements of surprise and, ooh, this feels right, this feels good. So they're meant to just like show up in the world and they don't know what they're going to get. And they're so highly, highly sensitive Mm -hmm. that um, they're feeling everything all at once. And they're really feeling, they're here to just really advance the whole, the collective Mm -hmm. Um, but they're so rare, so that shows their power having 1%, but they can really advance the collective. Mm-hmm. And they're not self theme it's disappointment, which goes if they're constantly sampling around them and they're feeling like icky or they're feeling some kind of darkness or they're feeling um, that it's not right, it is important for them to move. You know, it's important for them to be around the right people in the right place. And yeah, I guess too, I, it, this is a tough strategy to, to wait. 28 days you know or if you don't want to take that literally again I take what you need leave the rest maybe it's not 28 days but at least take some solid time for you to feel out your environment and who you're around but they're very very powerful because I think there's nothing more amazing than a person that can just really feel as a, pro- I'm a pretty open projector so are you we're both really open projectors we have a lot of open centers and you feel the whole world around you mm-hmm. and sometimes you identify with So it's important for reflectors to not identify with all these things they're taking in. Again, that's back to that sampling aura. If they're identifying with all of this, that's gonna leave them feeling really disappointed and out of alignment, because it's not Mm them. You know, it's important for them to be in their own energy a lot, to also take that alone time and to take that rest. Mm -hmm. Because if they're not, they're constantly taking in energy from others around them. It can be very confusing.
1: Mm -hmm. And then
0: they can't be the best reflector the more confused that they are. if they're identifying rather than setting boundaries and separating, this is mine and this is the other person's. Mm-hmm. So reflectors are just really cool. And yeah, I haven't met too many that I know of. I haven't met too many reflectors or that I've done readings for, but whenever you're around them, it's just like, wow, I feel as a projector, again, I feel seen. And I love feeling mm-hmm. being seen as well.
1: Um, so reflectors are they're the, the rare ones. Wow, that's 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 great. I mean, that's so mysterious. Mm-hmm. Everything you just said is kind of like opening Pandora's box. You yeah. know, they're literally the moon. That's what I think of. it. reflectors yeah. are just the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so powerful yeah, at the same time. Exactly. That's great. So um, so we did this uh cool thing where we kind of looked up some people to see what kind of archetypes we can um find and give you examples of, of someone that you might know um with, yeah so do you want to go into that sure so we we're, <laughs> were trying to look them up and I was like celebrities are less interesting
0: but you know I was like can we find what philosophers are you know yeah. I was interested in my assumption for philosophers um Would they, my assumption is a lot of them would be projectors. However, not all of them are. So, uh, a generator we found was Carl Jung. And so, we know Carl Jung. Um, He's all about these archetypes too, does shadow work. Um, Very intellectual man. He's a generator. Now, I don't know him personally, so I can't (laughs) see him as generating. But I mean, obviously, he was doing a lot of research Mm -hmm. and a lot of work, and he really found what he loved in working with the unconscious. So, that would really. Work, work for him, and also generators can be teachers as well. We mm-hmm. can't simplify like a, he's on a projector. He can't be a teacher. And no, that's bullshit. Anyone can be anything. Yeah, it's just again having this awareness and how are you channeling this energy? Mm-hmm. So Joseph Campbell, who actually was a student of uh, Carl Jung or inspired by Carl Jung, and he uh, was big on the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't surprised by this. He is a projector, mm-hmm. and I see this as, and I've listened to his teachings and. I just see his passion and his niche, and he really found what he wanted to, and how he teaches, and has really inspired the world. And Alan Watts is also a projector. Is also a projector.
1: Okay. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I, I listened to Alan Watts mm-hmm. a lot when I was younger, um, and it, it doesn't really surprise me. Yeah. Again, he's pretty um, a big teacher, definitely.
0: Terence McKenna, all into that plant medicine, psychedelics, manifesting generator, which just makes sense. Manifesting generators have this um, ability of a manifester and a generator. Their strategy is the same as a generator, but manifestors work a little quicker and they channel these ideas. And Terrence McKenna is kind of a goofy guy and all into this plant medicine and going balls to the wall mm-hmm. with this plant medicine. So how quick he's working with this plant medicine, that's not surprising that he'd be a manifesting generator. Um, now we're getting to, to more mainstream celebrity because reflectors are harder to find. Sandra Bullock, which kind of she's an actress, you know? She can really take on whoever. That's an interesting Sandra Bullock, you know? She's been in a lot of different
1: things, a lot of different yeah. kinds of roles. Yeah. She's also an activist, so. Um, okay. It's um, something to. Yeah, for sure, wants
0: to shift the collective. Mm -hmm. And then as a manifester, Frida Kahlo, who she was an artist, and I I think she was kind of very unapologetic, Mm -hmm. I think, in her artistry, and she definitely had Mm -hmm. some interesting insights and opinions that I don't think everyone really loved necessarily, but she's like, I'm going to show up in this world and be who the fuck I am and going to put out the art I want to put out, and who cares? Mm -hmm. And that's very... Uh, Manifestor energy. Mm -hmm. You also, I want to talk about. You had this um, example of if the if the collective was a car, (laughs) right? Yeah. Do you want to share
1: that? Yeah, sure. Um, Friends were asking me um, what Human Design was um, because they had never heard of it, and the way I explain it is: if you think of a car, you have the engine. And so the engine of the car is like the generator. And um, the person that thought of the idea for the car, think of your, um, uh, think of Tesla, for example. Elon Musk had the idea for the Tesla. So that would be a very manifester um, quality. So the manifester thought of the idea for this new kind of car. And then the uh, reflectors are the mirrors and the projector is the one driving the car. And the generators? And the generator is the the engine.
0: Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I think that's a great simple simplified way to put it. That could have been the whole podcast right there. That could have been. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically the summary. Yeah, no, it's no, a summary. That's a great summary.
1: Okay, and I do want to apologize. Alan Watts is actually not a projector. Okay, I yes. just looked okay. that up to confirm because <laughs> I I kind of got confused um, with the philosophers. He's actually a generator. Okay, cool. He's a generator. Um, but again, that just goes to show generators are seventy percent of the world, and they. Are still, you know, very special. Very special, yeah. Different. You can't
0: box people in. Either. You, can't box you can't box people what in. What we think
1: and our assumption of what they're supposed to be and do.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, Absolutely. Anyone could be anything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. take what you need, leave the
1: rest, mm-hmm. and let it expand you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Kat. Um, this was a very informative and enlightening episode. Thank you. And if anyone wants a private session with Kat, you can reach out to her via our Instagram. Or I will link her personal email for readings down in the description box below. You can reach out to her directly. Yeah.
0: They're a lot more detailed. You go into a lot more information. So mm-hmm. that's are
1: always a good time. Absolutely. And reminder, our podcast is at Spiritual Twins Podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Ciao. Ciao.